Section 9 of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, go to LibriVox.org. Recording by Endless River. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 998. When it was the 998th night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the wazir devised this device, the king said to him, Thou hast spoken sooth. And they passed the night on this agreement. And when morning morrowed, the king went forth and sat in the guest chamber, when, lo and behold, the grooms and serving men came in to him in dismay. Quoth he, What hath befallen you? And quoth they, O king of the age, the Syces curried the horses and foddered them, and the he-mules which brought the baggage. But when we arose in the morning, we found that thy son-in-law's mamelukes had stolen the horses and mules. We searched the stables, but found neither horse nor mule, so we entered the lodging of the mamelukes, and found none there, nor know we how they fled. The king marveled at this, unknowing that the horses and mamelukes were all Ifrits, the subjects of the slave of the spell, and asked the grooms, O cursed, how could a thousand beasts and five hundred slaves and servants flee without your knowledge? Answered they, We know not how it happened. And he cried, Go, and when your lord cometh forth from the harem, tell him the case. So they went out from before the king and sat down bewildered, till Ma'aruf came out, and seeing them chagrined, inquired of them, What may be the matter? They told him all that had happened, and he said, What is their worth that ye should be concerned for them? Wend your ways. And he sat laughing, and was neither angry nor grieved concerning the case. Whereupon the king looked in the wazir's face and said to him, What manner of man is this, with whom wealth is of no worth? Needs must there be a reason for this. Then they talked with him a while, and the king said to him, O my son-in-law, I have a mind to go, I, thou, and the wazir, to a garden, where we may divert ourselves. No harm in that, said Ma'aruf. So they went forth to a flower garden, wherein every sort of fruit was of kinds twain, and its waters were flowing, and its trees towering, and its birds caroling. There they entered a pavilion, whose sight did away sorrow from the soul, and sat talking, whilst the minister entertained them with rare tales and quoted merry quips and mirth-provoking sayings, and Ma'aruf attentively listened, till the time of dinner came, when they set on a tray of meats and a flagon of wine. When they had eaten and washed hands, the wazir filled the cup and gave it to the king, who drank it off, and then he filled a second and handed it to Ma'aruf, saying, Take the cup of the drink to which reason boweth neck in reverence. Quoth Ma'aruf, What is this, O wazir? And quoth he, This is the grizzled virgin, and the old maid long kept at home, the giver of joy to hearts, whereof saith the poet, the feet of sturdy miscreants went trampling heavy tread, and she hath taken a vengeance dire on every Arab's head. Kafir youth like fullest moon in darkness hands her round, whose eyne are strongest cause of sin by him inspirited. And Allah gifted is he who said, Tis as if wine, and he who bears the bowl, rising to show her charms for man to see, were dancing under an sun whose face the moon, of night adorned with stars of Gemini. So subtle is her essence, it would seem, through every limb like course of soul runs she. And how excellent is the saying of the poet, Slept in mine arms, full moon of brightest blee, nor did that sun eclipse in goblet see. I nighted spying fire where to bow down, Magians which bowed from Eur's lip to me. And that of another. It runs through every joint of them as runs The surge of health returning to the sick. And yet another. I marvel at its pressers how they died, 
and left us aqua vitae, lymph of life. And yet goodlier is the saying of Abu Nuwas, Cease then to blame me, for thy blame doth anger bring, and with the draught that maddened me come medicining, a yellow girl whose court cures every cark and care. Did a stone touch it, it would with joy and glee upspring. She riseth in her ewer during darkest night, the house with brightest sheeniest light illumining, and going round abuse to whom the world inclines. Ne'er save in whatso way they please, their hearts shall ring. From hand of pointed lass begarbed like yarded lad, wencher and tribe of lot alike enamoring, she comes and say to him who dares claim lore of love, something hast learnt, but there's still many another thing. But best of all is the saying of Ibn al-Mutaz, on the shady woody island, his showers aladain shed, on convent high abdun drop and drip of railing rain. Oft the breezes of morning have awakened me therein, when the dawn shows her blaze, ere the bird of flight was fain, and the voices of the monks that with chance awoke the walls, black-frocked shavelings ever want the cup of morn to drain. Mid the throng how many fair with linger cold eyes, and lids enfolding lovely orbs where black on white was lain, in secret came to see me by shirt of night disguised, in terror, and in caution a hurrying amain. Then I rose and spread my cheek like a carpet on his path in homage, and with skirts wiped his trail from off the plain. But threatening disgrace rose the crescent in the sky, like the paring of a nail, yet the light would never wane. Then happened what so happened, I disdained to kiss and tell, so deem of us thy best, and with queries never mell. And gifted of God is he who saith, In the morn I am richest of men, and in joy at good news I start up, for I look on the liquid gold, and I measure it out by the cup. And how goodly is the saying of the poet, By Allah, this is the only alchemy. All said of other science false we see. Carrot of wine on hundred weight of woe, Transmuteth gloomiest grief to joy and glee. And that of another. The glasses are heavy when empty brought, Till we charge them with unmixed wine. Then so light are they that to fly their fane, As bodies lightened by soul divine. And yet another. Wine cup and ruby wine high worship claim, Dishonored twere to see their honor waste. Bury me when I'm dead by side of vine, Whose veins shall moisten bones and clay misplaced. Nor bury me in the wold and wild, For I dread only after death no wine to taste. And he ceased not to egg him on to the drink, Naming to him such of the virtues of the wine as he thought well, And reciting to him what occurred to him of poetry and pleasantries on the subject, Till Ma'aruf addressed himself to sucking the cuplips, and cared no longer for aught else. The wazir ceased not to fill for him, and he to drink and enjoy himself and make merry, till his wits wandered and he could not distinguish right from wrong. When the minister saw that drunkenness had attained in him to utterest, and the bounds transgressed, he said to him, By Allah, O merchant Ma'aruf, I admire whence thou gottest these jewels, whose like the kings of the Khosros possess not. In all our lives never saw we a merchant that had heaped up riches like unto thine, or more generous than thou. For thy doings are the doings of kings, and not merchants' doings. Wherefore, Allah upon thee, do thou acquaint me with this, that I may know thy rank and condition. And he went on to test him with questions and conjole him, till Ma'aruf, being reft of reason, said to him, I'm neither merchant nor king, and told him his whole story from first to last. Then said the wazir, I conjure thee by Allah, O my lord Ma'aruf, show us the ring, that we may see its make. 
So in his drunkenness he pulled off the ring and said, Take it and look upon it. And the minister took it and turning it over said, If I rub it, will its slave appear? Replied Ma'aruf, Yes, rub it and he will appear to thee, and do thou divert thyself with the sight of him. Thereupon the wazir rubbed the ring, and behold forthright appeared the genie, and said, Adsum at thy service, O my lord. Ask it, and it shall be given to thee. Wilt thou ruin a city, or raise a capital, or kill a king? What so thou seekest, I will do for thee, sans fail. The wazir pointed to Ma'aruf, and said, Take up yonder wretch, and cast him down in the most desolate of desert lands, where he shall find nothing to eat nor drink, so he may die of hunger and perish miserably, and none know of him. Accordingly, the genie snatched him up and flew with him betwixt heaven and earth, which when Ma'aruf saw he made sure of destruction, and wept and said, O Abu al-Sa'adat, whither goest thou with me? Replied the genie, I go to cast thee down in the desert quarter, O ill-bred white of gross wits. Shall one have the like of this talisman and give it to the folk to gaze at? Verily thou deservest that which hath befallen thee. And but that I fear Allah, I would let thee fall from a height of a thousand fathoms, nor shouldst thou reach the earth till the winds had torn thee to shreds. Ma'aruf was silent and did not again bespeak him till he reached the desert quarter, and casting him down there, went away and left him in that horrible place. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say. End section 9.